Hello and welcome to the Reorg Europe podcast. It's Thursday, August the 19th. I'm Richard Woolley, editor in Reorg's London office, and today we're going to be looking at two topical German auto parts companies, Standard Profil and Adler Pelzer. Standard Profil is a small cap supplier of sealing solutions that entered the primary market with a 275 million euro five-year senior secured bond in April this year. The notes priced at par to pay 6.25%, but have since traded down to around 96 and are yielding 7.25%. I asked primary reporter Beatrice Mavrolian why that was. Investors we spoke to highlighted the company's relatively high leverage of 3.5 times, its cash burn over recent years, the increase in its raw material costs, the small size of the company and its bonds, and the chip shortages impacting the company's customers as reasons for the decline. We calculated that Standard Profil burned 7.9 million euros in 2018, 19.5 million euros in 2019, and 11.9 million euros in 2020 on a levered free cash flow basis, including leases. This was driven by high interest payments and capex, which were not sufficiently covered by the group's EBITDA. We did a primary analysis at the time when the notes were, were issued, And one of the conclusions was that, given historical levels of high capex, cash burn would continue in the near term while the auto industry recovered from COVID-19 and while the global chip shortage continues. Can you talk a little bit more about raw material costs? Prices for some of the company's raw materials rose 10% over the course of the first quarter, with further increases in the second quarter. This is an issue because the bond offering memorandum states that the company can't hedge against the risk of rising raw material prices as there are no comparable and correlated materials in the hedging market. On top of this, about 60% of the group's exposure to original equipment manufacturers has no indexation to commodity prices. But now that crude oil prices have stabilised around the low 70s since the beginning of July and have actually fallen even lower over the last few days, there may be a stabilisation in the price of oil-based materials at some point in the future. And how easy is it for the company to pass these costs on to customers? The pass-through of costs is sometimes built into customer contracts, where a contract will include provisions for regular price adjustments related to raw material prices. But when these kinds of provisions aren't included, any adjustment has to be negotiated on a customer-by-customer basis. At the time of the uh, company's first quarter results announcement, management said it was starting negotiations with customers regarding pass-throughs. And this week, the company's CFO, Otto Tomaszek, said that for a few of the company's customers, contracts do include provisions for annual or biannual price adjustments related to material costs. Now, you had a chance to chat to the CFO this week. What else did he say about his expectations for the company? I did, and he said the pass-through of raw material costs to customers will kick in from the third quarter onwards. More broadly, he talked about how he sees this year and next as a turning point for the company. The group experienced top-line contraction from 2017 to last year, but this year he expects a return to growth as a result of the company's acquisition of new customers and a record level of new programmes being launched over recent months. He said that last year the group launched 26 new programmes, which is well above average. He expects other metrics to improve as well. Returning to growth required a lot of pre-investment, which meant that CapEx had been around 14 to 17% of sales last year. This is significantly more than other similarly rated auto parts issuers, which tend to have CapEx at about 4 or 5% of sales. 
Otto Tomaschek said that this period of increased investment has now come to an end and capex is falling. Net capex in the first quarter of this year was 28% lower than in the same period of the previous year at 10.6 million euros. This year he expects full year capex to be about 10 million euros lower than in uh, recent years and he said it will be follow a downward trend in coming years. He also talked about an ongoing shift in the company's product mix towards dynamic ceiling products. These are less capex intensive than static ceiling products which require a high degree of manual work. With lower capex in addition to a recovered market which he expects to have overcome the chip shortage, he thinks the company will be free cash flow positive including interest and lease payments starting next year. And what's the company uh, projecting for raw material costs? Otto Tomaschek said that although crude prices have stabilised, the impact of this will not be immediate. Raw material prices will increase further in the second half of 2021, he said. And the development of prices is not yet clear, with different people forecasting moves in different directions. Ultimately, he said there's typically a six to nine month lag between crude oil prices changing and the change in prices of oil based products. And other factors which have also contributed to high raw material costs may change over coming months, including um, available capacity, which is currently short in the market, and EPDM rubber prices, which are at an all time high. So are there any other issues that we haven't talked about yet that were affecting or that could affect the price of the notes? One other issue was Standard Profil's high degree of customer concentration. Volkswagen, Ford, Audi, Renault and Fiat each accounted for for between 11 and 20% of sales. And this ties into the semiconductor chip shortage because it means that if one of these companies is very seriously impacted, as Ford in particular was, Standard Profil will also be disproportionately impacted. The chip shortage was caused by a number of factors, including competing demand from different industries. This was compounded by supply-side issues, including logistics disruptions, an extended um, drought in Taiwan, where a large proportion of the world's semiconductor chips are manufactured in a process that requires a very large amount of clean water, and a fire at a chip factory in Japan. That fire in particular had a significant impact on Ford, contributing to a 50% loss of the company's planned second quarter production volumes. Otto Tomaschek said that LMC Automotive, a market intelligence company, believes that second quarter, the second quarter was the peak of the chip shortage. LMC projects that the shortage in the third quarter will be more or less equivalent to what was experienced in the first quarter, with an improvement in the fourth quarter. Standard Profil's customer base is also becoming less concentrated with the acquisition of new customers in North America and China. In fact, the company's top three customers lost about 10% of their share of sales in favour of Tesla and other new customers in the, new, in the first quarter. It's not a smaller Standard Profil, but Adler Pelser has faced similar challenges. And the group's tap of its senior secured notes back in May struggled to gain traction with some investors who had liquidity concerns. The issuance eventually priced at a discount of 92.5 to yield a little over 7%. Financial analyst Jacob Parker has looked at the situation in depth. Jacob, what's the situation with Adler Peltzer right now? Adler Peltzer has been in the spotlight for a while on the back of cash burn and liquidity concerns, and the group's senior secured notes traded at around 40 back in May last year due to the severe impact of the pandemic on automotive production, as well as uncertainty about how long lockdown restrictions would last. Since then, the bonds have largely recovered, and the 75 million notes are now trading at about 97 to yield 5.2%, but
but they're trading wider to other similarly rated auto suppliers such as Kongsberg Automotive or Grupo Antolin. Given there have been concerns about the company's liquidity and cash burn and the ongoing supply side issues facing the automotive industry, we have had a closer look at the situation, which has become more complex due to the recent acquisition of STS Group in June and the pending acquisition of Horatia's acoustics division. As of March, the group's liquidity position appeared weak, but given the group has since issued 75 million of additional senior secured notes and agreed 40 million of super senior financing with banks to fund the STS acquisition, we think liquidity headroom is sufficient for at least the near term. However, given the group has now seen low organic growth in recent years and appears to be looking to drive growth through debt funded acquisitions, this presents a risk to note holders as they could be primed or diluted with additional debt. Our covenant analysis of the senior secured notes suggests they have ample capacity to issue additional priming or dilutive debt. Once taking into account the impact of the acquisitions, we calculate there is already about 173 million of debt ahead of the 425 million senior secured notes. We also think there is very limited equity cushion for the notes given net leverage is about 3.6 times on a pro forma basis. Recent transaction multiples suggest the group may not be worth more than four times on an EV EBITDA basis. If the company decides to issue additional super senior or structurally senior debt, the notes could fall underwater and refinancing them ahead of their maturity in 2024 could be a difficult challenge. From a cash flow perspective, unlevered free cash flow is moderate, but once you take interest into account, the company has burned cash before the pandemic. Interestingly, it managed to generate some cash during 2020, which took rating agency S&P by surprise, and they subsequently upgraded the notes to B-. So how did Adler Peltzer manage to generate cash when other auto companies and suppliers were burning it? While the group's top line contracted about 18% in 2020 due to lower light vehicle production globally, EBITDA margins were actually up about 2.7 percentage points. Management attributed this to productivity and efficiency improvements, as well as vertical integrations, but the group also benefited from lower raw material costs on the back of the collapse of oil prices in 2020, and we're concerned that the subsequent recovery in prices will put pressure on its margins, as we understand most of the raw materials are oil derivatives. Aside from higher margins in 2020, another driver of the cash generator was working capital changes, as well as a sharp reduction in CapEx. Okay, so what's the outlook for the company then, do you think? We think results in the second quarter will be weak due to a combination of rising raw material prices and the semiconductor chip shortage, which has impacted key customers such as Volkswagen and Stellantis. Management noted that volumes were impacted in the second quarter, but they said there should be some uplift in the third and fourth. We expect the supply issues to continue through to next year, but there is a lot of uncertainty surrounding how long the lack of supply will continue for. Regardless of the impact from supply side issues, we think the group's cash generation will remain under pressure going forward due to tight margins relative to the group's reinvestment needs and a heavy interest burden. The sponsors are reportedly looking to take the company public in 12 to 24 months' time, despite there being limited equity value in the business. However, they could use an IPO to delever the company with cash proceeds. You can find more detailed analysis and reporting on both of these names on the Reorg website, reorg.com. We'll be back in two weeks with another Reorg Europe podcast, but until then, stay safe and thank you very much indeed for listening.